ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome in to the Super Bowl, the big game, the quote-unquote big game. We're breaking down props. We're breaking down what is going to be your best bets here right now. I got Dylan Sports underscore bird with me right now. How are you doing, Mr. Dylan, sir? I'm um, good. I mean, I'm sweating out some golf DFS right now, but, you know, Turns out that the Super Bowl is on Sunday, so you know I got to get the had to get the research going for that last night, and excited to do the show. Yeah, hell yeah, man! So uh, we got a bunch of stuff going on right now in terms of we got a whole bunch of topics to hit on. We're gonna talk about the game in general. We're gonna talk about mainly props, like the spots where you can actually find you know fun spots stuff to bet on, not just the spread. I mean, if you want to bet on that, that's fine. But some fun props, whether it's just player props, touchdown scores, all that stuff. We're gonna get into. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second, but we'll also answer questions. So if anything is relative, I see people hopping into the chat right now. So it's live as of now. If you're watching this after the fact, noon on a Friday. So we'll answer any questions that are going to be coming up throughout it that makes sense and we'll also answer questions at the end of it so yeah we're going to be going through this thing right now i appreciate y'all being here you want to like subscribe do all those things you can check out dylan's channel as well he's been on the channel doing some stuff in the past for player props so he's well suited for this but also in the terms of right now with the nba on his channel so you can check that out some stuff down below we could talk about the sponsor monkey knife fight it's just correlates well in terms of props with this show but we can talk about that in a second so People coming over from YouTube right now. I think we're streaming to Periscope. I don't know if it automatically is going to shoot out. I don't know. I'll check that on my end right now over to Twitter. But yeah, we'll start basically. I'll just get your thoughts and then I'll give some of mine on the big game itself right now. Schmack some people with some information. What do you think overall? I mean, we can have a quick breakdown, just really a quick thoughts on the feels of this game. If you're leaning spread wise over underwise to start there, the high level and breakdown into some of these props. What are you thinking overall for the Super Bowl? Where are some things that are interesting and appealing that you're looking forward to? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think I'm leaning chiefs right now in terms of the spread. I know like the one thing that scares me is it always scares me when you got like 85% on a certain side. And that I think is what it was as of a few days ago, um, over unders at 56. I don't really have any huge strong opinions on the over under, but I mean, right now I'm, I'm my, right now my score prediction would be 30, uh, chiefs, 31 bucks, 27. So I guess that would be over by two points. Um, so I don't really have any strong opinions on that. And I guess that, yeah, that would cover the spread for the chiefs by one, but it, I find it very hard to bet against the Chiefs, and I think that even though, yeah, it's Tom Brady, but I think that the Chiefs are pretty much unstoppable. Yeah, look, like th- this is the thing. Like I, I'm not really betting the spread. I haven't bet it yet. I'll, we'll talk about alternative spreads, but it's to the point where I mean, this is probably the one game ever that you should want to stay away from the spread in terms of like how tight that line is. You're basically just flipping a coin. If you like one of the teams, if you just want to have some fun, whatever. But uh, in terms of like making money, it's so tight the line that I have no interest in betting it. I would lean the Chiefs as well, but my analysis to that is just you you can't stop Patrick Mahomes. And like if we're talking like scheme wise, what they did last week, the Bucks was they brought pressure on on Rodgers and, and it were two weeks ago. And this is what they did earlier in the year against the Packers. They brought pressure and they bracketed Devontae Adams. And some teams have had success with that. And normally you will if there's one weapon on a team. But if you're gonna do that against Tyree Kill, then you can just say, all right, Travis Kelsey, go for 150 yards on us in the middle of the field and hope that none of these other guys like Hardman or Watkins returning or Clyde Edwards with three weeks of health now back, none of them do anything else after you let Travis Kelsey eat. So that's the big deal. Like you can't put four guys, uh, two double teaming in the middle of the field, Kelsey and double teaming Tyreek. So when it comes to offense, yeah, it would have to be a win in a shootout for Tom Brady. They have the weapons to do it. And that's just why I have no interest right now in, in the uh, traditional spread, if you will, maybe some alternative spreads. But yeah, I lean the same way. I lean towards the Chiefs. I have no stance on the over-under. Um, I, I would say just if you're thinking like game theory strategy-wise to take the under, if you're thinking fun-wise and you're just trying to have some fun, always take the over. But everybody's going to be taking the over in terms of like the percentage of bets coming in on this thing. So, I mean, that's one spot that if you're trying to make some money, go towards the under it. But as always, you know, life's too short to be betting them unders not the most fun out there but yeah you have any other stances overall i guess i'm interested in seeing 
like both wide receivers from each team, Watkins and, and Antonio Brown likely to come back for this one. I haven't seen Watkins, I think, since week 16. I'm interested in seeing how those guys fit in. They both have had major roles in this offense all season long. And now, whether it's DFS, whether it's player props, it seems like they're both pretty decently underpriced this week. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to get into a, you know the players that aren't your Godwins, your Tyreek Hills, your Travis Kelseys, because I think that there's usually like an unsung hero on either one or both teams that maybe just like a second or third receiver on. I mean, on, in the Bucks case, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty stacked at receiver, but I think that you will get probably some production elsewhere in terms of Kansas City, because like you said, I mean, they are not, they are not, the Bucks are not going to let uh, Tyreek Hill go for 300, uh, 269 yards and three touchdowns against them. And I think that that could end up you know benefiting Travis Kelsey a lot. So, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think they're going to, you can attempt to bracket Tyreek, but the problem is he's in the slot. I think it was 58% of the time this season. So you're not going to be bracketing that. And, and that's like the thing that really kills him. Like you want to move Tyreek into the slot, Kelsey in the middle of the field into a slot a, as well. It's it's just no stopping that, in my opinion. And I think they know that. I think the Bucks know that at this point. It's just a matter of can they get it done on offense? Can they force a wacky turnover, a punt, something like that? And yeah, sure, maybe they can. So I'm just going to be staying away from the overall spread. We got uh, we got Ryan Hodge right now. What's going on, Ryan? What's up, Hodge? He says, uh, hammer Tyreek props and eat the wings. Easy game. It might honestly be that easy. If, if you're talking like Tyreek props, yeah. If you're talking Travis Kelsey props, it's basically been that all season long. And today we'll get into it, like bury the lead up a little bit. I might be trying to get away from that a little bit for Sunday Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey for the first, like he's hit at props. I mean, historic year, he's hitting them like every single week, but we can transition that into basically these first touchdown props, these anytime touchdown scores. Yo, first touchdown props are so fun. Um, They rarely hit. I know that I think in like the twenties, in like the 2022 range, Jordy Nelson, when he wasn't like the star receiver for the Packers a decade ago, there were some people at my house. I'm a Packers fan that had Jordy Nelson tickets and it was just so rejoiceful. I remember that moment. And I think I've hit like zero touchdown scores since then and like five attempts but yeah where are you leaning early on on first touchdown scores where are you thinking about the overall odds on the touchdown scores for the first ones yeah so i think first so first touchdown score is definitely fun now the way i normally lean on first touchdown score is i usually always take a quarterback to score the first touchdown because you figure you know maybe they get to the one yard line they qb sneak or you just have a guy like mahomes where like he could just like scramble and run for three yards and score and there's usually pretty good value there but i think that my strategy this week is the Chiefs tend to start slow in big games and, you know, they always turn it up at the end. So if you, if we think back to the Super Bowl last year, they were down a lot, pretty much the whole playoffs last year, they were down a lot. And then they came back at the end this year, they were, you know, they, they had that early, they were down like what, nine, nothing against Buffalo and then kind of turned it up. So I think that I, I think the Bucks are going to score the first touchdown. So that's the way I'm leaning there. And then I'm thinking, well, what has good value here? Leonard Fournette to score the first touchdown is 10.5 to one. Um, I think there is value here. He scored, five touchdowns in the last three games. And then I think that I would throw on him and then also throw on Tom Brady to score the first touchdown at 35 to one. So basically my thought process there is if they get to the one yard line, then you either have the best quarterback sneaker of all time and Tom Brady possibly getting a one yard touchdown. Um, he has four rushing touchdowns this season, or you have Leonard Fournette rushing that in if it's not going to be Tom Brady at the one yard line. So that's basically what I'm betting on as first touchdown scores. Yeah, I think that makes sense on my side. The first touchdown scores are actually there. It seems like they're not the greatest of odds. And it's because so many of these guys are involved. So you don't have those guys that are running like even Cameron Bray now more involved in the playoffs. So the odds on him aren't going to be that great. So you don't get these like plus 34, 34 to one odds yeah. to win it with some actual like viability of somebody running like 10 routes out there. So I'm looking at it and this might be like a, a trend for a lot of my props. I'm looking at it. So, so right now, the first touchdown score, the only guy that I have anything on right now is Sammy Watkins. I got him at 20 to one on DraftKings. That's what somebody in the chat asked about where we bet. There's a bunch of different sites. It depends on where legally you can bet. And if you can't bet legally, then I mean, I think points bet is allowed everywhere, but 
a bunch of different sites you can look on like action network has a dashboard that shows a bunch of different uh sports books and what the props are so you can find the best price but it'll kind of depend on what's illegal in your state but yeah i got sammy Watkins 20 to 1 i think i, I just tweeted out i think sammy Watkins props all across the board are just undervalued right now because he's dealing with this injury but <clears throat> it's the super bowl they have the entire offseason to get back to health he's practicing this week if he's out there i don't think they're gonna play him 15 routes or, or 20 snaps i think he's gonna have his normal 30 routes run roll sammy Watkins is using the red zone so like i'm comparing sammy Watkins 20 to 1 right now in DraftKings Sportsbook. McCall Harmon 17 to one for first touchdown prop. McCall Harmon for the first time in five weeks only ran or let, ran less than 20 routes. Byron Pringle ran double the amount of routes in their last game in the championship game over McCall Harmon. So Robinson looks like he's going to play. If Sammy Watkins isn't going to play, you have Harmon at 17 to one. That seems a little bit overvalued. Now, sure, you can score from 40, 30 yards out, but so can Sammy Watkins and Watkins is actually used in the red zone. So I think you're getting some value on the 20 to one number. Watkins also runs a lot more routes, um, I would say, per game than McCall Harmon. Demarcus Robinson's in a similar price point in terms of that first touchdown prop, but I'll just take Sammy Watkins more so in the red zone for first. What about uh, what about any time touchdown score outside of your first touchdowns? Is there anybody else that you like? So last week, I or I should say uh, championship Sunday, I had Kelsey to score a touchdown, which was the easiest thing. I think he scored like in like seven of his last eight games or something like that. He's on like some crazy touchdown streak. Unfortunately, they finally adjusted for that. And last time I bet it, it was minus 125, which I thought was a joke. Now it's a minus 175. I still think that he's going to score in the game, but it's just not as great odds. Um, and then I, th- again, I, I'm pretty big on Leonard Fournette this game. I think him at plus 120 to score if he is, in fact, used as the running back, which I don't see how they bounce back to Ronald Jones at this point, um, just based on the hot hand. Um, I do think Fournette at plus 120 to score anytime is not that bad, but they, they're really clearly expecting a high scoring game and with the over under and they've adjusted all the touchdowns, uh, you know, touchdown score odds for that. I'm mostly going to be leaning towards first touchdown just because there's more value there. And then I'll bet props like yards props from, or receptions props from there on out. But I'm not huge on any any time scorers in this game just because the odds aren't great. No, yeah, yeah, you you exactly hit it on the head. Um, I went to go and look. That's why I think first touchdown scores are at least half decent. But even those odds compared to past years aren't great because yeah. both these teams have so many active weapons, like we were saying. But when it comes to anytime touchdown scores, like I'm trying to look at them and, and they're all like you get like two to one to your money, three to one. Like you might as well bet an alternative yeah. spread that has like a not a 50-50 chance, but it seems like a much better chance. You may, as well, game, yeah. you, you may as well bet a guy to score two touchdowns. Like honestly, at that point, yeah. like really like well, that, that segues perfectly. Like I look at Antonio Brown as, I mean, it's a similar narrative in terms of being injured. Um, he's actually played in the Super Bowl's rookie year against the Packers. He was like very little involved, special team stuff. But yeah, Antonio Brown, he's like plus 225 to score a touchdown. That, that's not great, especially he doesn't have the best red zone role with Gronk on this team and mainly Mike Evans, Godwin as well. But for him to score two or more touchdowns, it's plus 1600. And I can see that happening. So like, I'm not betting any of the anytime touchdowns right now. I haven't bet anything on Antonio Brown. I did bet the two or more on on uh, Brown for plus 1600, but it was like five bucks on that. But I have first touchdown score, Sammy Watkins. That's basically it for my touchdown props. There's no like special ones. Like you can, you can pair touchdown props up and things like that. We had a question though that popped up in the chat from Glenn. So I'll pop it up. He said, any chance, Mr. Anthony Sherman. So for those that's not familiar, basically the fullback that is not all that often used, I guess you can say Anthony Sherman, who so far this season during the regular season had three carries on the ground and he had one reception. So he had four touches during the regular season. I don't know what the playoff numbers are on him, but any chance to put a small amount on him for any time touchdown score. Reed and Eric may get creative here. I mean, you could see it, right? Some play action stuff. He's 22 to one though. So that's the issue. What, what do you say for any time touchdown score for Mr. Anthony Sherman? So quick, funny background story about this. So Glenn is actually my roommate from college. And last, so I, we have, we have, yeah, so we, so we have another friend named Jordan. And in, I believe it was the third or fourth game this season against the Ravens. Our friend Jordan bet Anthony Sherman to score the first touchdown at a hundred to one. He ended up scoring the second touchdown of that game. Yeah. 
Um, so, so there's a little bit of background to this, but I actually think like I can completely see them just being, being, being creative and throwing, uh, throwing Anthony Sherman in there for like some kind of shovel pass or maybe just like a fullback dive that they don't see coming at 22 to one. I mean, I don't, I, if you want to just throw a long shot in there, I don't necessarily hate it. Um, we've seen him score before. And I know that, you know, last year in the Super Bowl for the 49ers, people were on Kyle Juszczyk to score to score or just in terms of like receiving yards. Now, obviously he has a bigger role than Anthony Sherman has, but I think it's possible that, uh, I think it's possible that Sherman could could get like a trick play or something like that, or just a play that nobody sees coming because he barely is on the field. But twenty two to one, I don't hate it if you want a really really big long shot to score. Right now, I put the ticket in your hand. I give you a pen. You got to sign it to place that bet for ten bucks on it. Are you doing it or not? Ten bucks? To, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I take it. <laughs> you got you got you got more cannolis than me. I'll tell you that. I'm probably gonna pass yeah. on that one. But yeah, I mean it. You're going to get like maybe one touch in the game for him and it better be the touchdown. And if it is going to be a touch for him, you, you better be sure it's probably going to be on the goal line. So let's say this upside there. Uh, let's go to the props. We can start with quarterback. We'll go to rushing and receiving props. But quarterback props, I mean, there's not going to be much overall. They got like some of the specialty props. Is there anything from Brady or Mahomes that stands out from yards, attempts, completions, anything like that? I, I got one for each guy, but I'll let you start. Yeah, so I haven't been huge on passing yards or TD. Pa- uh, passing TD props like throughout the entire playoffs almost just because I feel like it's been hard to read because normally in the playoffs the defenses are are pretty solid um and like it's not like during the regular season where you could just bet any where you could just bet any uh any team playing Jacksonville on like passing yards on uh, on receiving yards so it's a little bit tougher um on DraftKings here they have like a breakdown you could bet Mahomes literally like over 0.5 touchdowns over 1.5 over 2.5 um thing is like based on what happened with Rodgers last week I don't know if Mahomes is going to have like that dominant of a game in terms of stat line. Plus they've already played him before. So I feel like there'll be a decently, uh, like decently, um, decent game plan. I should say that'll be adjusted from that first matchup. So Mahomes yards total is pretty high up. It's three twenty five point five. Now, am I going to really take the under on Mahomes passing yards? No, like I don't want to, I'm not going to bet the under on probably the best quarterback of all time. He's going to be, at least I'm going to say that right now, but, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of any of these passing yards props. Brady's is up at 295.5. He had around 280 last week. I actually, I actually think that what is interesting here is Brady to throw an interception over, over 0.5. Obviously it's at minus 177. I think that was a little bit lower, but I think Brady will throw an interception in this game. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Right now where I'm basically going and it's interesting because we got to see Rogers the last time against the Tampa Bay Bucks, it was tough. And I mean, playing from behind is going to help you get to those numbers, but that's like the whole point of this, right? Like you, you have outs in this game. You have two defenses that are, that are fine, but you have just two superior offenses. And if one team's going to get up big, well, you know, that team's going to keep putting it on the pressure on because it's a Super Bowl and you don't want to let the thing slide like Atlanta a couple of years ago. Nobody wants that. And the other team's going to have to throw a lot more. So you have so many outs when you're looking for overs in terms of like total passing yards and things like that. So as much as I want to, and, and I do think when we get to like running backs and receivers, I'm, I'm trying to lean to unders as much as possible. Like I have stuff projected here on my end, but just knowing that overs are going to be just slightly inflated. And, and if it's not in like the, the yardage, it's in the juice on it. Like you were saying, like minus 173. So like overs are going to be slightly inflated. So you have to understand like, if there's anybody in here who's not like as new or privy to betting, if you're going to be betting something that's like a minus minus one ten, basically means when you're going to go out there and you're going to bet one hundred and ten dollars to win a hundred dollars, it's minus money, right? It's it's almost it's at that point favored to happen, right? So if something's going to be juiced like minus one seventy, you have to risk more money to win that hundred dollars back, one seventy to win a hundred back, right? And profit. So what that happens is you have to start winning more bets long term for it to actually 
long-term be a profitable strategy for you to be betting on those bets that are more juiced. And a lot of Super Bowl overs are juiced, like to an insane amount right now because everybody's casual is coming in. They're giving the sportsbooks all their money and they want to be betting the over. And a lot of times that'll change the number, but the sportsbooks are saying, I will just keep the juice here. And once a couple of these bets end up losing, everybody's going to lose, which makes sense. So I'm trying to be really conscious of that in bet unders, but it's tough. Like I have for my projections right now for the yardage in this game, I have both these quarterbacks over it. I have Mahomes by like almost 20 yards over his. So right now that's enough for me to bet it. I bet Mahomes over two, uh, 325 and a half passing yards. That's per DraftKings Sportsbook. You might be able to find it 324. I, I saw a monkey knife. I will talk about them in a second. They have it at 333, which is so high, but it, I even have it over that. Not as much to uh, get all in on it there, but I have Mahomes over the passing yards. Brady's is close enough to where I'm not really touching it, but Brady's I have a lean on it. I haven't bet it yet, but his completions are 24 and a half. I have him for 20, I think 25.8. It's not like that far for me to really want to bet it, but I'm leaning that way right now because for completions, at least you're not getting a ton of them in a game. It's not like you're getting hundred completions, 300 completions, like you're getting yardage. So that one to one and a half difference is usually enough for me. And also you get to play the caveat that at least for me, if I think this game's going to get skewed one way, I think it's going to get skewed. The Chiefs are up by a nine-point game in the second quarter, something like that. Brady gets a little bit more pass attempts than you're assuming there, but I'll go with the completions there. So Brady, I haven't bet yet, but it's a lean over 24 and a half. I have placed on Mahomes over 325 and a half. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, so first of all, I, I will I will say I'm a sucker for overs. I don't bet on I don't bet unders a lot. Um unless it's like an incredibly tough matchup. So like for example, last week I bet under Mike Evans uh receptions just because he was against Jair Alexander and I felt like that was a lock and it ended up hitting. I've been betting if you've been watching my videos, I've been betting mostly overs um this year. I mean I don't I don't hate Mahomes over for for anything, just because I, I think like he could easily do it. But here here's what here's what I'm thinking in terms of the game flow, and here's what I'm thinking in terms of the quarterback. So I think that it's gonna be like it's going to start out kind of slow with both teams, like first quarter, maybe a little like a little bit low scoring, lower scoring than we expect, because I think that ultimately the goal of the Bucks will be to try and keep the Chiefs offense off the field as much as possible. So they may run a little bit more than you expect at the beginning. Um, maybe a lot of short completions from Brady that are in the middle of the field. And then and then I think eventually you'll get the Chiefs probably going ahead. And that's when I think Brady will start throwing a ton. And I always think back to the Super Bowl against the Eagles where Brady threw for like, it's like the most like forgotten, like ridiculous Super Bowl, Super Bowl performance ever. He threw for like 500 yards and like multiple TDs and a loss. And I think honestly, like if, if they go down and that same exact thing is probably going to happen again. So yeah. I, I think that if I think that I'm leaning towards Brady's overs, if I were to choose, if I were to choose a quarterback to go over on. Yeah, I think that makes sense. We got a question that's basically just saying both the quarterbacks, I don't know what the prop is on FanDuel, but we, we have it on DraftKings. Well, they basically combine for their overpassing yards. Again, it, it's like the, the the probably not obvious answer, but the popular answer is the way to go there with the over. But I have it projected to go over in terms of passing yards. And I have it projected to go over by about 30 passing yards right now. So that's enough for me to place a bet on that. I haven't placed a bet on both of them right now, but I also didn't see it on DraftKings yet. So it might be something that I look at. But yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I, I lean to the over on that. Um Another question from James, and then we'll get into running backs. He says, Sal, any insight in the line movement? What's up, James? He says, do you think we will get to the Chiefs minus three below minus one? So at the beginning of the show, basically, so the juice is minus 113 on that for people that are new. If you bet $113, you get $100 in profit back and, of course, your money back. But basically what you're seeing is line movement. If there's a certain amount of wagers on one side of the game, the books want to you know have their leverage and make it so that, okay, everybody's not on this side. So if we lose, we're getting screwed. They balance it out at all times, and they take their money from the juice. That's basically how they make their money in the casinos, and it's 
basically guaranteed profit for the most part. That's why every single month they're winning millions and millions of dollars or profiting that. Um, and that's why more states are legalizing it because it's a profitable business. But what you're getting from this is line movement. If it starts to move one way, that's how you know a lot of money is coming in on that side. And you might be seeing that if there's going to be line movement late in the week, why is that? Who is really, who is making that money? Is it large wagers? Is it a million dollar wager? Is that normally because, okay, this is, this is a heavy hitter. This is somebody who makes a lot of sense that they know what they're talking about. I want to follow them. For the Super Bowl, I'm a little, little bit hesitant on that because you see guys like, uh, I don't remember the guy's name with the Astros in the World Series, like the old dude. He was he actually lives like on the lake where my girlfriend's parents live in Austin, Texas. But I don't know if you remember his name. He was like the sofa guy. He owned like a sofa store. He was betting like millions of dollars a night on this. So like that's going to move the line a decent amount or at least move the juice on it. And he's just doing it because he's got a ton of money and he likes the team. So with the Super Bowl, it's such a casual thing, even for like people that have a lot of money that I try and stay away from it. And also, I'm just not really touching the spread in this one. I should point out that earlier, I didn't mention it, but I like the alternative spread. I've already bet it on the Chiefs to win by seven to 12. It's at plus 425 on DraftKings. That's something that I'll take. I don't like any of the like the traditional three point spread right now. It's just not something that I want to touch. It's so lock solid at this point, and it really hasn't moved all that much during the week. It's so lock solid that I think it's just a proper spread. I don't think you really beat the number um, long term there. So, all right, this is a good question, though. But thank you. So, let's move into running backs. So, you got some running backs. Yeah, I know that you said a couple things that you like uh, Lenny Fournette. And, th- and this year, beginning of the year, I like Fournette over Jones. Like, if you're deep into like the fantasy Twitter, uh, like preseason stuff, Twitter, and regular season, it's been a big debate, I think, all season long on which one of these guys is the best one, which one is uh, not washed. I think that they're probably not, not, maybe not washed, but I think that they're probably just both average at this point but we're here now and we got some running back props and you got ronald jones resurging a little bit in terms of touches but doing nothing on the ground in the playoffs coming back from his injury two more weeks to get rested opposite for lenny Fournette, he's getting a ton of targets getting a ton of usage in the passing game alone getting there on the ground as well but getting touchdowns and getting receptions which is big for player props in terms of his usage for total yardage big for dfs for point per per deck or uh, ppr a point per reception so what are you looking at at running backs early on? I got a couple of bets on the running backs rushing numbers here, and then we can get into receiving for the running backs in a second. Yeah, so in terms of running backs, I'm kind of afraid to touch the Chiefs running backs right now just because, I mean, I I, I think it's going to be Darrell Williams in the end. Now, I know Clyde Edwards, Elair got, got some decent got some decent run last week, but he wasn't really going anywhere. And Darrell Williams has just been the more consistent guy. We've seen Andy Reid, obviously, with Damian Williams in the past. Damien Williams, unfortunate that he's not here. I love that guy. Always, always a playoff performer, but he's he's out this season. Um, he he just he goes with the hot hand, Andy Reid at running back. So I think if I had to choose one that I think will be will be the guy, it will be Darrell Williams. But you know, you don't really know because Le'Veon Bell is going to come back. I don't know if I actually think Le'Veon Bell touched the fields, but between these guys, who knows what's going to happen with the running backs? Plus, Tampa has the number one number one running defense in the league in terms of opponent rushing yards per game. They're at, I think it's like something in a, they only allow like 70 something rushing yards per game, which is pretty insane. Um, so I'm not really huge on any Chiefs guys right now, especially because the numbers are 30.5. So it's not like you could bet the under really with that. And it's not like, and I mean, I think, again, I think Darrell Williams could go over, but I'm not really sure who's going to get the carries. Now, in terms of the Bucks, I like Leonard Fournette. This is definitely one that I'm going to play. I like Leonard Fournette to go over 48.5 rushing yards. So just quick, quickly here, Fournette has gone for 93 rushing yards, 63 rushing yards, and 55 rushing yards. First game of the playoffs, 19 carries, then 17, then 12. Those three playoff games so far. And I mentioned, so Chiefs don't have a great running defense. They rank 23rd in run defense, 19th in tackling, and they're 19th in opponent rushing yards, bringing it at 121.9. So I mentioned a few a few minutes ago that I think that the game will start out slow. And Arians has been, I mean, they run every first down. Like, I know they get made fun of by, like, the PFF analytics people that they run every first down, but, like, that's just what they do. I think they're going to try and keep um, they're going to try and keep the Chiefs offense off the field. So I think that while he may not get a ton of rushing yards late when they're losing, I think that 
he I think that he'll get enough rushing yards early where he'll end up hitting this prop. Also, I just think he, he's getting a decent amount of carries, decent amount of touches. And I cannot see I cannot see them just switching over to Ronald Jones at this point. Like, yeah, obviously, could they? Yes. But I mean, I feel like you got to play the guy, the guy who helped you get who helped, who helped you get there. And I think that that's why I think he, he's going to go over. All right, I'll make the case. I'll make the case for the under at forty and a half for Mister Leonard Fournette. So I have a bet placed on the under for Leonard Fournette. So this is good. This is good for the people right now watching live. Also hit the like, subscribe, do those things. Check out Dylan's work as well, watching live and on the replay right now. So Lenny Fournette, um, yeah, like the guy. He's been playing well. Has he been playing well from a, a, a per touch basis? Not in the receiving game, just on the ground. I mean, he's been playing decent. He's averaging like four yards per carry in the postseason. Leonard Fournette or uh, Ronald Jones averaging like three point four. But what you're getting very quietly is, yes, when you look at these game logs and when you're looking at fantasy points or getting to your props in the receiving game, Fournette's crushing them. He's been fantastic. It's not even close. He has, I believe he's ran 47 routes in the last two games to Ronald Jones' pen. Like, Jones is a terrible pass catcher, and I think we know that. And that's why Fournette's been on the field a little bit more, plus Jones coming back from the injury. Okay, but there's a point this season when Ronald Jones was the guy and Leonard Fournette was just getting deemed inactive. Now, maybe it was the high ankle sprain, or maybe it was just they were deeming him inactive and Jones was running off for 90-yard touchdowns at one point. Now, last week, and what you've been seeing is, Ronald Jones has had 23 carries since returning. One of those weeks, they said that he was going to be quote unquote limited. I, I don't know, based on this numbers, it seemed like that. And Leonard Fournette has had 29 carries. So it's getting close. It's 56 to 44%. In this game, when it comes to like DraftKings projections and stuff, I'm projecting them both to have 10 and a half touches. You might say, how do they have a half a touch? It's just splitting that up, right? It doesn't really matter too much. But I'm basically projecting them to have a split workload here. So this is going to be a two one, two tight end here. So I like Ronald Jones over eight and a half rushing attempts. Again, I got him for 10 and a half right now. And then because of that, and the fact that on the ground alone, yes, you can get there and one big run can really help Fournette. But on the ground alone, you haven't seen too much explosiveness from Leonard Fournette this year. He had like the one 40, 50 yard touchdown to ice the game earlier on this season. But you haven't seen too much explosiveness, just pure running. And again, four yards per carry in the postseason. So if his n- number of attempts is coming down, I don't think that over under is, is showing it too much right now. So I, I've got it projected for around like 42 rushing yards. So 48 and a half is enough for me to take the under on it. So I got Fournette the under. I got Jones because it basically ties in there the over. I don't like Jones. I mean, Jones can have 10 carries for 28 yards and I really don't care. It's just the amount of volume I think is slowly coming up, up here. I agree with you on the Chiefs side of it. Uh, when it comes to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 30 and a half is a nice number. I don't have a bet on it. I have a lean on the over of it, but I don't think I'm going to touch it just because that, that backfield can definitely still be Williams in there. I don't think Le'Veon Bell sees much usage, but in, in a Super Bowl, they might give him two touches as well. So that's always going to cut into Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who might look better in the passing game. We can get that in a second. But yeah, I do think that people probably don't know how much usage Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had last week because he only had six carries to Williams having double digit, but he did play more snaps. He played 32 snaps to Williams, 30 snaps. He did run more routes by almost double. So he was involved, but that'll probably take more into the receiving game so i guess the verdict right now we'll ask the chat uh you want the over or under lenny for net i think it's close right it's like a six yard difference so it, it's it's enough for me to bet the under but not bet it with any type of conviction and all year long i've never even dating back to last year the one time last year in fucking dfs i played i faded ronald jones he was like a 25 percent owned guy and he has a career high dating back to ever not even high school not even college he catches eight passes he has like 80 yards in the receiving game something that man never does does nothing on the ground i fade him and then i'm st- stuck there uh with the uh for lack of the actual expression with the pizza on my face just going like up oh, i felt like i got it right didn't get it right there so yeah even even with that i'll still take the over on these attempts with mr uh, ronald jones anything to close the door we'll see if anybody's in here right sure. now well, I do. I do want to put on the. I do want to put on the record that I think that Jones is better than Fournette. I was. This is this is a quick funny thing between my friends. I'm not a Fournette guy at all. Like I, I don't think he's that good. But ultimately, teams do. We see this every year in the playoffs. We're just like a random running back. Just and I'm not saying Fournette's random, but just like uh, a, a guy that you don't expect will always play well at running back, and the team just always sticks with him because he's the guy that got them there. And I just I I ultimately cannot see them going back to Jones like bigger than bigger than they are with Fournette. And now. 
What I will say about the Chiefs thing is I'm just looking here and Darrell Williams at over 30 and a half is plus 110. So honestly, and compared to Clyde, who's minus 112 there at that same number. So if you do want decent value, I think Darrell Williams could get a decent amount of carries still. Um, that, that's not bad value at all to go over. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that makes a lot of sense. So going over to the receiving uh, props now, this is where a lot of my stuff is just, you know, more receivers, more tight ends. Um, what do you think about receiving? So, so you got these receivers coming back when it comes to Watkins, when it comes to AB. I think anytime there's an injury during the regular season, they're naturally priced down. I think that's the case even here. I think that they're naturally a little bit priced down based on what I'm projecting out. And again, like I, I tweeted about this, it's it's the Super Bowl. So even if these guys are operating, they're not at 50%, they're practicing. Even if they're operating at 75, 80%, a lot of guys are at this point in the season, but they've had a couple of weeks off. And again, it's the Super Bowl. So like, you're going to not let those guys play? No, they're going to motherfucking play in the Super Bowl. So they're going to go out there and they're going to have the whole offseason threat. So I'm going to project them as if they're getting a full-time role here, which for Brown is 29 routes a game right now at Tampa Bay this year, which for Sammy Watkins is well over. He's ran 35 or more routes in the last five games he's played and their props are coming in pretty low. So that's where I'm honing in on with some other props I can get into. But where are you looking? Where's like, Basically, when you look at these receiving props, where do your eyes go to first? Yeah, so, well, I want to stick to, hold on. So I, I actually missed I actually missed a prop with the running back, but it's for receiving. So I okay. like, so, so this I, this is one that I just want to mention. I don't think I'm going to bet it because it's horrible value, but if it happens to come down towards better value, then I would consider it. Uh, Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. He's currently at minus 167. Again, horrible value, but I think it's going to hit. Um He's had four receptions, five receptions, and five receptions the last three weeks. He's had at least four targets in, in each week, seven and six the last two weeks. So with I, I think that with the targets, he's going to hit that. There's a re, I mean, there's a reason it's at minus 167. But if for some reason that value does go down a little, uh, get, get a little bit better, I'd consider it. Just wanted to touch on that quick uh, just since we're going back to Fournette. But if we want to start with the Bucks here, I'm definitely looking at Godwin. I saw on FanDuel he's still at seventy over 73.5 receiving yards. Um Look, I'll always back Godwin just because he's a Penn State guy, um, and he's really, really good. But truthfully, here, I Evans ever, ever since they ever since the regular season ended, and they were like, "All right, we're not gonna, we don't need to get Mike Evans' record anymore." They've been like going really hard back to Godwin again. I think there's going to be a lot of passes kind of in the middle of the field. Like that's Godwin is like Brady's, and this was something that people spoke about before the season even started. Godwin is like Brady's like ideal receiver. Like he he he's just like per, like per, like slot guy perfect in terms of route running great hands. I know yeah, he's been dropping a decent amount of passes lately. That's extremely unlike him. Um, Godwin's cleared this, cleared this over 73.5 receiving yards number in eight out of 15 games this season, but four of his last five, most importantly, he had eight for 97 against the chiefs when they played in week 12 pro, pro football focus has him as a 47% matchup advantage against Legereus Sneed. And look, I think that ultimately in this game, the chiefs are going to be leading and you know, even if it's padded at the in the second half at the end of the game, I think Brady's going to have to throw a lot, and I think Godwin is going to be that guy. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take the other side of that. I, so I have the under right now on Godwin, and it's one of these where I, I kind of like touched on it earlier that I'm taking the under um, on some of these bets just because I think the number's a little bit higher than it should be and trying to hope that one or two of these bets hits and then and then you're fine. So again, like a lot of stuff is going to be pushed towards the over for the Super Bowl in terms of just that number in general. So I think Godwin's proper number should probably be somewhere around like 74. And that might seem like it's a small difference, but for me, it's a, it's enough to want to bet it. It's just like just on the edge of enough to want to bet it. Maybe 72 yards. He has a good matchup. He's going to face Sneed. Sneed's been good this year. He kind of took over around midway to the end of that season. But if you're talking like matchup advantage, positive 47%, according to the pro football focus, you're going to have Goblin in the slot. Now, the thing that does make me feel a little bit better is now last week, he ended up having, I think five receptions, got him to 110. He had the one big play. 
But in general, he needs to see targets. He probably needs to see seven or eight targets to get you there. And that's a healthy amount of targets, right? So uh, the ball can be spread out, especially with Antonio Brown coming back, especially with Cameron Bates seeing a little bit of a resurgence in the postseason. So Goblin only averaging, I think he's right now averaging like 12.8 yards per reception. He's outside right around the top 50 in the NFL, but for his stature, you would think it would be a little bit higher. So he's not being targeted as much downfield like a Mike Evans, like an Antonio Brown, even though Brady's throwing downfield a lot. So that's just kind of the analysis that makes me me feel better about backing up my own bet on the under. But yeah, I mean, a Penn State person, somebody who loves Goblin, big game in that Rose Bowl. It feels gross, but I'm going to take the under just in terms of value. I'll go down into a couple other people here. So I already touched on some of those wide receivers that I like. I have bets placing them. I'm big on these guys, AB and Watkins, whether it's DFS, their prices are too low, whether and, and DFS comes from the sports books. A lot of the time, their prices are trying to take into account player props and really just in lines and stuff like that. So AB, I have the over 40 and a half yards. I feel fine about that one. But the one I really like is Watkins over 36 and a half. Watkins is going to go out there and I'm projecting to be fully healthy. I have him running in this game, 32 routes. I feel good about that. You're getting 32 routes out of him. His target rate's probably going to project him out to see somewhere between five, seven, call it six targets in this game. So at 36 and a half, a decent yards per reception number. I like Watkins on the over at 36 and a half, AB on over 40 and a half, Goblin with the under. And then right now, those are the only, I, I have Tyreek under seven and a half receptions, but the juice is so big, that's a lean on it. So if the juice stays, it's minus 143. If it stays at that right now, I'm going to avoid it. I have a couple others, but I'll see if you got anything else. Yeah, so I right now I have Antonio Brown over 40 and a half on my maybe. Um and I probably will end up taking it. I Slap just it down right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I, I I just I just had I had it down as a maybe just or question mark just because I think that that's a ridiculous number for Antonio Brown. I literally te- I texted my brother and I was like what are we in 2012 here? Like that that is a ridiculous number for Antonio well, this Brown. Is, yeah, this is a guy who for most of, so I mean people forget like he wasn't there to start the season. The season NFL season is a very long time. He comes in like midway through the season and he's looking decent midway through the season. You're going to still have to get some rust off of you. Then he ends up getting hurt, right? He gets a little bit of a setback. And then he starts to play hot again and he starts to get targeted downfield, ends the year with 138 yards and two touchdowns, right? And that was basically the last time we saw him in the postseason. He got nicked up and now you're going to get him here. And it it seems like this number is taking into account injuries. It's obviously taking into account an offense that's got a lot of guys on it. But that's the first thing I thought too. And Antonio Brown gets there on one reception sometimes. So like if he doesn't have anything going in the second, third quarter, you can still feel confident that 40 and a half is an over for Antonio Brown downfield. I, yeah, I completely agree. He could, he could get this in one reception. So I mean, for a guy who's who's definitely a threat to score a long touchdown, a guy who I mean, if if for if for whatever reason, let's say they're they're they just happen to be covering Godwin really well, then like Antonio Brown could even see like five or six receptions in this game, and I mean that's going to be an easy over for him for both receptions and receiving yards. I think the receptions line is down at like three and a half, which I feel like is also still pretty crazy. Um, let me see what the Minus one eighteen, yeah. So I don't, I don't mind that. Also, I probably lean towards receiving yards just because of the fact that he could get that in one play. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on Antonio Brown, and then I also I have a question mark next to Tyreek Hill over ninety two point five receiving. That's a, so the thing. The thing with that is it's a really high number, so I hesitate. Um, last week I took it, I, I, I took it anyway, and it was, it worked out. Um, and the thing is, he hasn't like he hasn't gone over ninety two point five as much as you would think this season. He's just been like an absolute touchdown machine, and then occasionally right. have like his games where he explodes. And one of those was against the Bucks, obviously, where he had like thirteen for two sixty nine and three touchdowns. My only hesitation is that, like I said, I feel like that their game plan is going to be just not letting him do that again, and like they're going to be so focused on him that maybe Kelsey goes off, or like you said, like Sammy Watkins goes off. I don't, I don't have the Sammy Watkins over bet written down, but I think that it is something that I could be leaning towards as well. So I do have a Tyreek Hill as a question mark on the over just because one, betting him is fun. Two, 
I think that he legitimately still could hit that over, especially with a guy who could get 60 in one play. Um, so yeah, currently that's a question mark right now. I'm leaning over if I had to guess, but don't know if I'm going to bet it yet. I'm probably leaning towards taking Brown a lot more than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'm with that too. Right now, Tyreek, I'm not against it. I'm not like on the under. I just think it's a no bet where he's at. I kind of feel the same way. I think Kelsey's at a hundred over under. Like it's, these are kind of no bets for me at this point. They're numbers that I think these guys can get to, but it's just not enough that I think we're getting any type of value on it. The other one that I like a lot. And so, so somebody asked, I think in the chat, who was it? Uh, Jay Wollen. He asks, what are your top three lock of the day bets for the Super Bowl? We actually have best bets. We're going to say at the end of it. So probably in like 20 minutes or so, but one of them that got really close for me for a best bet, but I stayed away from it because this guy can get there on his one target. But Scotty Miller on DraftKings has an over under yardage prop of 20 and a half. Last week, Scotty Miller. Yes. He, he had the big touch on at the end of the game or at the end of the first half on a blown coverage. That's the only thing he did in that game. He had two catches, three targets, but all the yardage came on that touchdown. Scotty Miller, even with Antonio Brown out last week, now Brown returning, even with him out last week. And with Gronk having somewhat of a limited role in the passing game, like 20 routes run, that could also come up in the Super Bowl, your last game maybe ever for Gronk. So he has a prop of 20 and a half. Last week, he only runs 20 routes. And that's with no Antonio Brown out there. So you had Tyler Johnson, a rookie, run 11 routes last week. Not a 50-50 role with the two of them, but 33% of the snaps this rookie's taking over in a conference championship game. And now Antonio Brown's back, who was running 29 routes a game during the regular season. So Scotty Miller, I mean, I think that Scotty Miller is probably going to come out there. And if you want to just look at what he was doing to close out the year in the regular season, he was having six routes run, eight routes run, four routes run, nine routes run, 13. So I think he's going to run like eight routes, 10 routes in this game. So he can get there on that one reception. That's why it's not a best bet for me. But I do have the under right now, 20 and a half yards on Mr. Scotty Miller. And I did take the over. There's some juice on it, but it's only minus 124. Over 15 and a half yards for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He ran 19 routes last week. He played more snaps. Now he has two more weeks to get healthy when he was healthier earlier this season. And I know Williams has been a solid back for them, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a more talented back and definitely in the receiving game than Williams. And I think that's something that they're going to prioritize in this game. I don't think either team is going to run all that much like we've seen all season long out of both these teams. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire for over 15 and a half receptions. Again, it's a number that, or 15 and a half receiving yards. It's a number that I don't care if he has only one reception, he can still get me there on that. So that's basically where my over under for receiving. So I'll, I'll wrap it up with Godwin under 77 and a half. AB over 40 and a half, Watkins over 36 and a half, Clyde over 15 and a half, under for Scotty Miller, 20 and a half. Um, I've under Kelsey eight and a half receptions and under Tyreek seven and a half receptions. So are we are we doing tight ends right now or are we are we doing that next? Yeah, yeah. You could throw the tight ends in there. All right, well, either, I, I anything think, from. So I, I don't know if it went up since I did it. Yeah. Right now, Kelsey is at 94 and a half receiving yards, minus That's 141. Good. So not not great. Maybe if you move up to like 95 and a half, then maybe it'll be a little bit better value. But the Bucks, they aren't great at guarding the tight ends. Like I, I bet Tanyan's overs last week and they hit um, just because they aren't great guarding the tight end. Kelsey's a machine. He's, he's cleared this 94 and a half number in eight of his last 10 games. He's had over 100 receiving yards in seven of his last 10 games. 69% matchup advantage over Devin White. Nice. I think that the Bucks may overplay Tyreek Hill, like I said. And as a result, I think Kelsey may go off. Um, he had eight for 82 against uh, Bucks in that last matchup. I think he has a bit bigger day here. So I, I'm, I mean, it's going to depend on the juice, but I could be leaning towards Kelsey over receiving yard as well. I saw on DraftKings his receptions went up to like eight and a half. That's the if it was seven and a half, I think I would I would go for it. But if it's eight and a half, that seems like a, a little bit too high. Obviously, you could hit it, but I think that that's a little bit too high. Um, now, so I, I guess just like you did, like I'm gonna, I'll, I'll read off my receiving props yeah. here. So I am disagreeing with Sal and going with Godwin over either 73.5 receiving yards. I know it's a big difference between FanDuel and DraftKings. FanDuel has 73 and a half. DraftKings has 77 and a half. I think that no, wherever I get it, I'm going to go over with him. Kelsey over 94.5 receiving yards. And then my question marks are 
Tyreek Hill over 92.5 receiving Antonio Brown over 40.5. I'm heavily leaning towards at this point. And then I think that I may hop on Watkins as well over 36 and a half. Yeah, that, that sounds good. And we had a question earlier. So, I mean, I don't know if this guy's still in here, but uh, somebody will see the answer. He, he asked, and it's a good time to put it up. McCole Harmon over 28 and a half receiving yards. So here's, I'll give kind of my two cents on it. And then you can, uh, it's going to be a no bet for me. I'm not taking the under either here, but the problem with McCole Harmon is um, Robinson didn't play last week. And they said, we're going to be giving, I don't know why Siri thought McCole Harmon was Siri's name, but Robinson didn't play last week. And obviously Sammy Watkins didn't play and McCole Harmon for the first time kind of got dropped in the pecking order and Byron Pringle ran 31 routes. McCole Harmon only 16. Now Robinson, I know he's in the protocol, uh, COVID protocol, but I think tomorrow or today is when he's expected to come yeah, out. I think and have he's, it. he's cleared. Yeah. He's already cleared. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to be back. Sammy Watkins looks to be trending back. I'm sure we'll get an official statement probably today on final practices. So yeah, with those two guys back, I don't really see any upside from McCole Harmon. The reason I'm not betting the under and it's just a no bet for me is if McCole Harmon runs 10 routes, he can still get you this number on one target, but I don't think it's that likely. Um, he's not the same type of player that he was, let's just say, in their first playoff game. Yeah, I'm leaning towards no bet here also. I just, I think that if he has a big play, it could, like last week he had he had a 50-yard rush, but like obviously that doesn't right. count for receiving yards and he just used in such a different, he's used in just like a million ways. So I, I think that, and he's inconsistent with his production, like extremely inconsistent. Like he'll have those huge games and then he'll have games where he puts up like no, no yards. So I, for me, it's a no bet uh, either way. Now, what, one more prop that we did not go over and we kind of skipped over that I want to get your thoughts on here. So I was looking at um, the rushing yards props. and I know we spoke about this already, but Patrick Mahomes is currently over 90, uh, not 90, 19.5 rushing yards. It's at minus 155, so yeah, not great value. But again, if he moves up to 20.5, then it could be, it could go down to possibly better value. Um, Mahomes, he, I feel like I, I read something that said his toe is close to 100%. I don't know if he's just saying that or if it's actually legit. Um, I think that if he does feel healthy with his toe, then I think that he's going to hit this 19.5. Bucks have a, I believe they have a, Bucks have a 32% pressure rate and Chiefs have a minus 20% pass blocking advantage. So if if he's under the same kind of pressure that Rodgers was last week, I think there'll be a lot of opportunities for him to scramble out of the pocket and get some rushing yards. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, so I, I actually haven't projected for the over, but it's it's not enough for me to bet it. It's at like, I haven't for like 21 and change rushing yards, so it's too close for me to bet it. But th- there's a couple things to this. I don't think that his toe is healthy, but I also don't think that it matters. Like, obviously he's not going to say, oh, my toe still hurts because then they're going to they're gonna kind of know right. what to be doing from a defensive standpoint. So like you don't have basically turf toe and he's not a receiver. He's not a running back. He doesn't have to push off as much or at least run it and cut as much on his foot, but you don't have turf toe and you're just like back to normal in like two and a half weeks. Like that thing for more times than not, it'll last for most guys the entire season. But what they do is they get pain management for it. And in the Super Bowl, when guys are running after you and you have adrenaline spike in, yeah, you could probably run for 10 yards. Now what happens after that? Maybe you're banged up once the adrenaline runs off, but I don't think that it's going to be that much of a factor for this rushing prop, it might be a factor for the whole game for his chances of having like 50 yards on the ground and running more often than he usually does being a little bit more timid from that standpoint. But I do think it's going to hurt him. I don't think it's going to matter for the prop, but it, it's too close for me still at that standpoint. Um, I, again, I, I have the lean on the over based on the projection, but it's probably something that I'll stay away from. And I'll roll into that because some of the Mahomes props will be something that we talk about for Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is going to sponsor this stream, but there is a player prop shop. If you don't already know, they have a bunch of different types of games over there as well. So you can check out Monkey Knife Fight. And if you want to sign up, if you're signing up, you want to just put $10 Ruskies in, they'll match you. If you use the code Vetri, just my last name, V-E-T-R-I, they'll match you up to 50 bucks. You want to put $50 in and play a bunch of games for the Super Bowl. I'm going to be doing that. They'll give you $100 into your account. So there's a couple of props on Monkey Knife Fight right now, and I'll, I'll focus in on the fantasy points. I do fantasy point projections. The first one, and they have some, they have like, 
bunch of different props you can do for this guy versus this guy. These three guys are going to score a touchdown, the touchdown dance game. Um, they have some other ones that, that are not just fantasy points based. They have your normal overrunners for yardage. The yardage for the quarterbacks is massively high, but it, it's probably something that I'll stay away from. But for fantasy points, um, there's a couple of props in there. Under so so you have to pick these two. You have to pick between two players. You have to get both of them right to have to win the bet, and you win basically like a plus two fifty bet. So Kelsey under twenty three and a half points is what I have, and I have over Evans fourteen and a half is what I chose. The other one for fantasy points is the quarterbacks, and it's a little bit closer. I have Mahomes over twenty six and a half, and then there's Brady under twenty two and a half. But that Brady part is the one that I don't like. You have to pick the bet though. You have to pick one side of it. I have Brady for basically like twenty two and a half fantasy points in this game, so I just took the under on that side of it to not just take all overs. Um, so that's where I'm at on those. Do you have any, anything on that? Uh, I, I don't know if you looked at monkey knife fight yet, but basically I, I've already locked in Kelsey under 23 and a half points. I think he gets close and I have Evans over 14 and a half. Yeah. So I'm looking at, I don't have monkey knife fight up right now, but I'm looking at fantasy point props. And I think that I think I'm leaning towards Brady over 22.5 points just cause I, I think just game flow leads towards that. Um, like I said, it may start off slow, but I think ultimately there's going to be a ton of either garbage time or I don't even want to call it garbage time. It'll just be like an attempt to catch up. Uh, and so I, I like that. Uh, again, I'm, a, I'm for, for an S prop at 14.5 is decently high, but if he, if he catches four or five passes, like I expect in PPR, then I think that, it, you know, if he catches four or five passes, scores a touchdown, then. That's what I guess that's what they're projecting for. But I, I do like Fournette in this game as well. And then so those those guys, are what I would say for the Bucks, and then in terms of the Chiefs, um, I'm not I'm not huge on any of them just because just because uh, Hill and Kelsey are jacked up a little bit. Um, but if I had to choose, I would probably go with Kelsey. I would probably just fade. I would probably fade what you're doing and go Kelsey over just because I think he's going to go off. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And that's the thing for me, like Kelsey. So I'll just close it up with Monkey Knife. Right? They just sold like it's an incredible company in terms of like I'm in one of their Slack channels right now. We talk pretty often. They're a bunch of great group of just ladies and gentlemen and a bunch of the fellows in there, but they're awesome. So check them out if you want to be playing somewhere for props. We had a couple people in this ask us where we play props that you should honestly like a transparent answer. You should be looking at uh, Action Network. You could just look at the sports betting charts for NFL and it'll show you all the sports book. Pick the one that the number looks the best to you. Pick the one that the juice or the big or the price, whatever you want to call it, looks the best to you. But if you want to play, and get a little bit of a deposit bonus monkey knife fight up to $50 will match you hundred percent. Again, my it's linked down below, but my last name Vetri V E T R. I will let you get that bonus there. So yeah, Kelsey is interesting for me because man, like I think what you do here, like based on what Tyreek did to this team last time, when they tried to go one-on-one with, there was no, in that game, I believe there was no Jamel Dean, but who's been good this year for them, but there was Carlton Davis in that game and he just got left and right torch. Right? They, they try and put some safety help. It doesn't matter. They, they, Carlton Davis, he, I don't have the stat. Oh no, maybe I have the stat written down in the game notes here, but he was shadowed by, yeah, here it is. He was shadowed uh, by Carlton Davis week 12 on 41.7% of the routes and eight for two Oh four and three touchdowns is what Tyreek Hill did in those routes. Yeah. It, that's insane. And, and now you have Jamel Dean back, which is great. And like we said earlier, if they want to say, okay, we're not letting Tyreek Hill beat us because he can easily torch this guy again, then we're going to bracket him. You're if you bracket Tyreek Hill, you're inviting Travis Kelsey to have a eight to 10 to 12 catch game and do whatever he wants in the yardage. So that's like the scary part for me, taking the Travis Kelsey unders for taking the unders on the monkey knife fight side. I'm just hoping that there's a different game plan in there. That's like, let Travis Kelsey get 150 yards and, and maybe we can still win in that regard, but it's going to be tough. You can't take away both of these guys. And honestly, you probably can't take away either of them. You just have to try and contain them. But we had a question in here. So, so for the people looking for places to bet, um, DraftKings, FanDuel, these sports books, points bet, MGM, wherever you're living, but monkey knife fight, if you want to check them out as well for player props, uh, Luis asks, and this is a good question. What does it mean when you say that the bet has G- Juice. So basically, 
when you're going to bet on the lines, like right now I have the sports book up. Um, so for a prop right here, so over the, the number we were talking about earlier, uh, McCole Harmon, 28 and a half, the question that we had on that, neither of us wanted to bet it, but if you bet the over, it's minus 121. If you bet the under, it's minus 103. That right there, that minus is basically the price. It's what you have to pay. So if it's minus 121, if you bet $121, you will get back $100, right? So that's the price, but it's also described as the VIG is like the the, the betting guys term. The juice is just kind of like a slang term, but it basically just means the price of the bet that you're paying. But that's a good question. There's a lot of the times, like especially for the Super Bowl, sports betting become a, becoming much bigger. Any questions that you have at all, just on the general basics of sports betting, line movement, whatever it might be, just feel free to ask. Don't feel like, ah, um, this is like too much for me. Like just feel free to ask and we can help you out a lot. Of people are brand new to sports betting and maybe dipping your toe in for the first time. But I think that's a good spot. Uh, we can slide in to I have no team bets right now. I don't know if you have any team bets, like specifically like this team is gonna have this many touchdowns, field goals, anything like that. Yeah, so I actually have and I haven't looked at I don't even know if they are they have these during the regular season, but I've been I was looking at two defensive props that I think are interesting. So so I, I may play both of these just because I think that at least one of one of the guys hits it and it's and if, if one of the guys hits it based on the based on the fact that these are plus one twenty, all it needs is one for me for you to go up money, and I think both could honestly hit it. So Shaq Barrett and JPP over 0.5 sacks, both are plus one twenty on DraftKings. My sole reasoning for this is that Eric Fisher, the left tackle, is out. I think they're gonna blitz. I think that they're gonna do what they did to Rodgers last week. And the the Packers had the they were the they were second ranked in pass blocking on Pro Football Focus. So they had a really, really good offensive line. Like if you watch the Packers all year, Rodgers had hours in the to, to dance around in the pocket. He had basically nothing last week. So I think they're gonna attack the O-line with Fisher out. Barrett had three sacks last week against the Packers, has like a I think eleven between the postseason and regular season combined jpp's also been playing really well lately so 32 percent pressure rate for tampa minus 20 percent pass blocking advantage for kc i think both those guys could possibly get sacks in this game and again if one of them hits you go up money because it's plus 120 yeah and it's interesting because there's only basically one team like the bears a little bit at times but there's only one team that got pressure on the packers this year and it was the bucks earlier in the season and david bakhtiari people forget the highest paid left tackle, highest paid offensive lineman of all time. He got hurt in that game, like early on. And then they just brought pressure nonstop. Like he got hurt when they were up 10, nothing. And then everything fell apart after that. Uh, Rogers threw a pick six against pressure. So then what you got in the postseason was Bakhtiari towards ACL. And they just brought pressure the exact same way and got there. I say that because yeah, now that you have no Eric Fisher on that side of the line, and that's going to be somewhat of an issue as well. So I think that protection could be an issue. The one thing though, and you saw it last week with, uh, for the Packers with MVS getting there deep down the field a couple of times. The one thing with bringing pressure as always is you better get there or you better get there quick enough to make the guy throw it away. And Patrick Mahomes, he's not scared to stay in the pocket. So that's the one thing that concerns me in terms of, I kind of hope that they bring some pressure. Like maybe the mobility on uh, Mahomes is going to be somewhat of an issue, but that just opens stuff up downfield for scoring for any types of props on some of these guys. So yeah, I, I don't have any team props on my end, but I think that the pressure makes a lot of sense, especially with having a replacement offensive lineman in the game. If you want to get to MVP props, so we're going to, so this is what we're going to do, right? I'll pull up Dave Loffy's tweet. Um, so I'm not currently doing any shows with Awesomeo, but probably once baseball starts, I'll do some. But I did a lot of shows with Awesomeo. It's another site that covers some sports. And Dave Loffy was one of the guys there. He's fantastic. He's great. He's one of the hosts there. And I did a lot of shows with Dave um, Loffy. It's Loffy underscore D on Twitter. He put this tweet out, which was very good to see. Since 2000, these are the MVP winners. Since 2000, 13 quarterbacks, four receivers, uh, two linebackers, two cornerbacks, zero running backs. That is it since 2000. So I mean, since this is going to skew with Brady and Mahomes and something would have to go really wrong for one of them to win and not be the MVP in this, one of them has to get uh, hurt, um, potentially just not play at all, like in that Brady Super Bowl against the Rams, nothing goes on at all. In this one, it seems like highly unlikely, but we're going to get away from quarterbacks since they've won 13 out of, I think, like the last 21 
or thir- yeah, 13 out of the last 21. So we'll get away from that. So non-quarterback MVP options. Uh, if you can't pick the quarterbacks, who are you going with? Why are you going with them? Is it going to win the Dalaruski? Should the people in the chat take your word as gospel and put the mortgage on this bet? Yeah. So for, well, first I would, I do want to mention something with Mahomes and Brady here. So one of my friends texted something in our, in our group chat that was pretty interesting this week. And it really made me think about it. So if you're looking at the line in the game, if you want to take the chief's money line, it's minus 159, but you could get Mahomes' MVP pro- MVP prop at minus 106. So if you're not huge on the if you're not huge on taking Chiefs money, like I think my friend made a great point. Like if you're not huge on taking the Chiefs money line at minus 159, maybe just bet Patrick Mahomes to an MVP because in all likelihood, I cannot see a scenario where Mahomes where the Chiefs win, but Mahomes doesn't get MVP. That being he'd said, get, he'd have to get hurt. He'd have to get hurt yeah. at this point. Yeah, like I mean, like I I, th- I feel like if you know if Kelsey has Kelsey could have a huge game, but if Kelsey has a huge game, so are Mahomes' numbers are also going to be insane. So, well, I feel like Kelsey is the Kelsey at thirteen to one here to win MVP. He's the guy that I've I've said I think is going to go off in this game. He could score two touchdowns and have a hundred yards, but Mahomes is probably still going to get MVP over him because he's the one passing. So that's why it's tough there. It's not like like the only way I could see Kelsey or Hale getting MVP is it would have to be like a decent Mahomes game where maybe he puts up in the 200s in yards, right? And then like maybe end of the fourth, late fourth quarter, like Tyreek Hill breaks an 80-yard touchdown off of like some insane play. And you're like, all right, MVP. Or same thing with Kelsey. He has like a really long catch or touchdown. And then, you know, MVP. Um, so yeah, I think that if I were to pick a guy that's not Mahomes, it would be Kelsey on the Chiefs. Now in terms of the Bucks, uh it's it's tough because again I think Brady will get it but I'm big on Godwin I'm big on I mean if you wanted to take it if you want I'm curious if you wanted to take a defensive player what would you do here yeah I mean I might just take a defensive player I think it's like nine or ten to one just any defensive player to win it I might just take that and group them all together because it's just so hard to pick one of these guys And, and it's not even like one position is reigning supreme like you've had like we said since 2000 two cornerbacks two linebackers that's it on the defensive side and it's weird stuff right what was his name like Malcolm Smith or whoever it was has that like pick six weird and like a a fumble recovery a sack just a a weird weird stuff has to go on there so it's not something that I have interest in unless you're just going to take the entire defense and just say all right you know 10 to 1 9 to 1 that's not bad I'm not taking that right now I currently have one MVP bet in, um, and I actually think it's really smart what your friend said and what you just translated in terms of like Mahomes minus 106. You might even get to find Mahomes like plus 100 somewhere on a sports book and just take Mahomes at that point if you don't want to be touching the line. I'd rather take Mahomes and touch the line. Like I said, I'm not touching the line today. But here, yeah, but here's some of the things that like last year, Patrick Mahomes, they just want to give these quarterbacks the MVPs. It's just like the regular season. They want to give it to them. Uh, the culture that we have in terms of promoting quarterbacks, as you should for a football team, it just gives them such an easy chance. You had Brady in the Super Bowl with James White doing everything he possibly could to win MVP, doesn't get it. You had Patrick Mahomes last year throwing for just 200, and there's a narrative of him coming from behind and winning the game, of course, but 286 yards and two touchdowns in that game in the air, and he gets MVP pretty convincingly. So it, it's going to be really tough. So that's why we're trying to have a little bit of fun with it. If you want to look at the recent quarterback or wide receivers that have won it, 10 for 143 from Edelman in a game that had no points in it at all uh, the year before that. You want to go back still all the way back. You'd have to go to San Antonio Holmes in that Pittsburgh game, 9 for 131 and a touchdown. So you're probably going to have to have like an eight catch around 150-yard game and likely get in the end zone if there's a decent amount of touchdowns, which is possible for a lot of the receivers in this game. So that leads me into the 60 to 1 bet that I have right now on him. And there's a couple of avenues to this that might really hurt him. 
outside of him being 60 to one, but I'll, I'll go Antonio Brown. Uh, I think you need to have juice. So we've seen Brady have Edelman win it in a low scoring game. We've seen Deion branch a long time ago, win it. So it's not like Brady wins it every single year, almost every single year, but you've had these other receivers win it for a Brady team, but you need to have juice. You need to be a guy that can actually get to these 130 yards. When Deion branch won it, he had 133 yards. Like I said, Edelman had 141 yards. They had these big games. What we just saw a month ago, this guy still got juice. Edelman, or, uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown's old. He might be getting close to wash, but he still got juice. 138 yards a month ago, two touchdowns to close out the regular season, had a massive game. I think that if you're getting value, I don't I don't think it's likely 60 to 1, but I think Antonio Brown should be closer to 45, 50 to 1. And if you're gonna get that 60 to 1 number on it, again, I'm not betting a thousand dollars on this. You want to be putting down somewhere between 10, 20, 50 bucks on it. That's a pretty massive payout for 60 to 1. And also it's a fun prop at this point. I'm not like sitting here saying, like, ah, this is gonna be the one that hits it, right? It's 60 to 1 number. I think there's value in the number. Uh, the one thing that a friend told me before I came on live here that actually probably hurts a little bit is uh, just Antonio Brown, the character of Antonio Brown and the narrative and the narrative of Antonio Brown um, being the Super Bowl MVP after everything that's gone around. Because if you don't think that that's something that Roger Goodell and the, and the uh, football gods above have somewhat of control over, if it's a close call between a uh, the winning team, a close call between Tom Brady and Antonio Brown, they're the ones that clearly had the two best games. It's going to be tough for Brown to get it. He's going to basically have to show out for yeah 150 yards, one to two touchdowns in this game. But Antonio Brown, 61, I think there's value on that. His uh, his his public narrative and a lot of things that he's brought upon himself might harm him a little bit more, but maybe that's built into the, the line. What do you think about that? What do you think about uh, overall MVP odds? So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you saw yesterday, but Goodell was saying like something like, oh, Brady, like he literally had a quote yesterday. I was like, oh, Brady's like the greatest player ever to play in the NFL. And I think that I think if, if he wins, I, I can if, if the Brady wins, I cannot see any way that Brady doesn't get it again, unless it's some kind of low scoring fluke game with Devin White getting a pick six or something like that. Or and my my other my other just the way I want to I, I want to bring up one other possibility, and it's extremely slim. But when talking about wide receivers here, so this is a quick fun fact, and I just was looking this up recently. So in the nineties, I don't believe I don't know what year it was, but Desmond Howard. He won and he won Super Bowl MVP. And it's so funny because Desmond Howard, he he basically did like nothing in his NFL career as a wide receiver, but he was an unbelievable returner. He had like 300 return yards in the Super Bowl against the Patriots and won MVP based on returning. So the mm-hmm. other path for a wide receiver, and I guess that would be Miko Hardman for the Chiefs. Um, and I'm not sure. I guess it is Scotty Miller who returns. Yeah. yeah so yeah. The only I think that if and again I don't think Hardman Pringle too I think sometimes yeah I don't think Hardman will do it like if Tyreek Hill was returning punts I think it would be like another avenue for him to win because if he were to get a punt return TD then like that's just that that doesn't affect the quarterback thing is like yeah theoretically a wide receiver could also win from a special teams play like that but I don't think Miko Hardman or Scotty Miller will do enough offensively to warrant it even if they have a a great a touchdown like that yeah I, I think that makes sense it, it's just I mean. If you're actually betting this, I think Mahomes and just hope that that team wins or just bet one of the quarterbacks and, and not bet the spread. I think that's the best way to bet the MVP odds. But if you're trying to have some fun and if you're trying to try to feel some frisky nature and when Antonio Brown goes for 200 yards and he doesn't win the MVP and Brady's 280 yard game gets the MVP, they're just going to be sitting here very sad. But yeah, and that's all I got for MVPs. That's all I've got overall, unless you want to just get into the best bets that we have. I've got three best bets in terms of the ones that I feel most confident in, I guess we can say. You have anything else on MVP? You want to go into that? Uh, Yeah, I don't have anything else on MVP. Like you said, I'm probably just going to end up betting Mahomes, and I'll bet that instead of actually betting either the line or um, like either the spread or the money line. So Sounds good. Yeah, we can get into best bets. So basically, there's no certain number here, but it's just some of these bets, props, anything from the Super Bowl that you feel pretty confident in for one reason or another. Uh, you probably already have stated it, but uh, I'll give my three. 
So my favorite best bets are Watkins over 36 and a half. I like him in everything this week. Props, DFS, whatever you can find. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire over 15 and a half receiving yards. The juice on that's minus 124. The Watkins one is only 106. Those are just overall just a really good bet. And then the third one was close between some Tampa Bay guys. Uh, Scotty Miller, like I said, under 20 and a half. It was very close to that because I think he only sees at most two targets, probably only one target in this game. But he started a downfield, so he could get there. Uh, but Leonard Fournette's my third, and I know we're against on this one. I have him under 48 and a half yards at minus 118. So Fournette's under receive, rushing yards, Clyde Abrazzler over receiving, and Sammy Watkins over receiving are my three quote-unquote best bets. Put your mortgage on it. Don't put your mortgage on it. I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah, so like like you said, we disagree on Fournette rushing yards. I'm definitely betting the over on that. Um, that being said, I will go into, I think that, and it, people might've missed this. If you're, if you're still in the stream right now, this was at the very, very beginning. So I want to mention it again. I'll mention instead, instead of going with my best bets, I'll go with my favorite bets and the first TD props. I love my strategy here. So basically if, again, if you weren't here at the beginning, I'll just go over it real quick again. So I think that the chiefs often, I mean, it's not, it's not that I think they, they often start out slow. I would not be surprised at all to see the bucks come out first with a touchdown. And as a result, I like Leonard Fournette to score the first touchdown at 10.5 to one. So plus 1050. And then Tom Brady to score the first touchdown, rushing obviously at 35 to one. And my strategy there is you know what? If the Bucks get to the one yard line, they could possibly give it to Brady to sneak. He's basically like the best quarterback sneaker of all time, has four rushing touchdowns on the season. If they get to the one yard line, I mean, it's a Super Bowl. They're not going to be like worried about his health. Like you, 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 you put Tom Brady, you, you have Tom Brady sneak the one yard touchdown. Um, and if it's not Brady, then I think it'll be Fournette. Cause like we spoke about earlier, I think Fournette is going to be the guy in this game. So I'm betting, I'm bet, I'm going to bet both of them to score the first touchdown and hope that the bucks score a rushing touchdown first. And it's not Ronald Jones. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, are you good to stay on and take a couple of questions? There's a couple of questions in the yeah, chat. We can pull sure. them up. All right, cool. So we had one question that I actually thought was pretty interesting. So, uh, this one right here, we'll, we'll get to all these. Some of these are, are kind of ridiculous, but they're funny either way. So we'll get to them. But um, where was the question about? Here we go. Uh, so Isaac, I hope Isaac's still here. If not, how you doing? Uh, he says, Isaac Silver says, can you talk about the over-unders for each half? Yeah, I can give you a general strategy on this. So at least what I'm seeing on DraftKings is they don't change. The over-unders are 26 and a half for, or 27 and a half for each half. It's cut in half. But in the second half, you're going to be, for the most part in these games, both these coaches, right? We, we just saw Tom Brady and Arians pull their special teams off and throw a touchdown at the end of the half. All season long, Andy Reid with a backup quarterback goes for it in the playoffs on fourth down in their first game. But all season long, they've been aggressive. In the second half, you're going to be a lot more aggressive, especially once time is running out and you're just limited possessions. So in the second half, I don't have any lean or I don't have any bets on this, but I would lean to look towards the second half overs more so than the first half overs. It's just more so because aggressive nature all throughout the game. Yes, they might be aggressive, but they're not going to as much or at least want to pull the trigger as much on a fourth and eight on their second drive of the game from midfield as they will in the fourth quarter on that. And again, when they're going for that, having an extra possession on offense or an extra plan offense is usually going to lean more towards an over and more towards upside. So that's just my stance on the first and second half overs. I would lean more towards the first half over. doesn't mean I like the under in, or the second half over. doesn't mean I like the under in the first half. It's just not really a bet. So second half overs is where just in general a strategy, especially in the Super Bowl when everything's on the line, being more aggressive you saw it last year uh with the chiefs having to play from behind and just throwing non-stop it's going to lead to more points so any stance on that yeah i don't have a strong i mean i think we pretty much hit the nail on the head i don't have a strong stance um other than what you said on the over under for each half uh yeah not really all right cool let me see uh so some people just ask them where to bet yeah DraftKings, FanDuel, points bet all these other sites monkey knife fights a sponsor for prop bets um we got a we are shout out penn state kevin reader yeah. i don't know if you know who that is but uh yeah shout out yeah. him and then uh so over two and a half rushing yards for uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, I assume you're related to Mr. Tyler. Maybe not. Yeah, he's my brother. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, 
So Le'Veon Bell, I have for 0.6 fantasy points, but that factors in receiving and rushing yards. So uh, it, it's basically a no bet for me because that means I haven't projected for three rushing yards. But um, I guess technically I have him at the over, but it was at minus 170. It's it's not something I'll bet. Yeah, if it's if it's if it comes down to like minus 140 or minus 130, sure, minus 170. There's no way I would bet it. Um, but like like you said, it is a Super Bowl. It's the fir- it's you know the first time Le'Veon Bell is in a Super Bowl, and I Probably think the that- last. Yeah, and I think that I think yeah. I mean, he's look as, as a Jets fan. I I will admit that I was one that I thought that I thought that he was just being misused. It's clear that he was really just washed up. And I mean, look, it's sad. Obviously, he was great, and I think that it is probably you know he probably only has a couple more years left that'll float around the league. Who knows where? And I think that Andy Reid will make sure he gets him in for a player or two and probably give him a carry or two. So I think yeah. that yeah, he, I think he's going to hit it. I don't think minus one seventy is worth the bet. Yeah, I agree. And and also I think that I think the quote recently came out that said Le'Veon Bell, I just read the headline, so I hope he actually said this, but um he went to Kansas City because he wouldn't have to rush the ball a lot or or be the full time back. He just wanted to kind of be a backup. So um that doesn't really matter too much for this game, but it's just interesting. So let's see. Will the first score to the be a touchdown or will it be a field goal or safety? So um I I'm I'm going to say, I'm going to say first score touchdown just because in general, like fantasy, I'm fading in showdowns. I talked about it in the video. You can check it out. Came out today. I'm fading kickers in, in total. I'm fading all the field goal props because these are two of the more aggressive offenses. Uh, you have the game just in general going for fourth downs more often. And I don't think that's baked into what you're seeing right now in the price. Like these guys aren't going to be kicking field goals on anywhere from like fourth and four and below at really probably any points in this game, maybe the early first quarter. So with that said, I'd probably lean more towards a touchdown. We've seen some safeties somewhat recently, a couple of safeties. I'll be the first and last scores of the games, but uh, touchdowns, the obvious one, or maybe not, maybe not, maybe it's not the favorite. Uh, maybe it is field goal, but I'll go with a touchdown on my end. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I would go with touchdown as well. Um, I will guarantee you in terms of, you know, if we're talking aggressiveness here, I'll guarantee you that Andy Reid will not be, or Bruce Arians, neither will be kicking a field goal on, you know, fourth and goal with two minutes left in the game. So, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, all right, what do you got for the, the Gatorade color for the end of the game? Yeah, so these Gatorade props, is there is there like an actual, I assume based yeah. on like, popularity like one like red is the favorite or something based on popularity so, 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 so here's the here are the lines i have it up right now on DraftKings. Right. orange is the favorite at plus 125 red, red at plus 200 yellow slash green slash lime plus 300 clear slash water plus 350 i guarantee you it's not going to be that how, how the fuck are these not leaked like how how is it not leaked like how does one player not text their friend or something like, like yeah, these have to I, get leaked on game day Blue is blue is plus seven hundred. That seems kind of absurd. I guess like they they have the Gatorade bath plan, so we're and then purple's plus eight hundred. They're like, all right, we're not gonna like stain them with blue or purple. So like, well, yeah. But I mean, I, I I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't know what it like usually is. Is it usually orange? Is that why it's the favorite, or did more people bet orange? That's the thing. I have no idea. I, I don't know if last year was orange and it's the Chiefs backing it again. So they think maybe if the Chiefs win and it was orange last year, that's that would be my guess. My guess it would be like last year was orange. I don't know for sure. Somebody probably knows in the chat, but I'm, I'm assuming last year it was orange and Andy Reid got covered in orange and people are like, all right, the Chiefs are going to use orange again. That's what Andy Reid likes to drink and Patrick Holmes likes to drink. And if they win, that's a better chance. So uh, somebody yeah, said team right. colors. That's why, because it's team colors. Um, yeah, I don't know. We got one more on that. So yeah, I have no bet on it. I, I would take whichever one's the, the highest odds that makes sense just to get more money on it. But but you know that that's going to be, it's going to be an interesting prop because people are going to be, I assume, drinking it during the game. I don't know if there'll be a camera on it. 
But like at halftime, when half the people in America are like wasted or tipsy, and they're just like, "Yeah, we got to get more bets on this." Oh, let's let's bet the Gatorade color. Like you would assume that that's going to be spiking even more at that time. So if you're going to bet it, I would wait to see what those numbers look like. But here we go. Last year was orange. That's what your brother said, or you said he's your brother, right, Tyler? Yeah. All right. So last one, last question, then we'll bounce. Um, Tom Brady, two and a half rushing yards. I'm going to say no on this one. I have him for like 1.7, which doesn't mean much, but only because there's always the downside of them winning and then him losing two to three yards on kneel down. So um, I'll say no on that one. What do you say, yeah, sir? I'll, I'm going to say no, because I think if he's positive in rushing yards, it's because he ran in the one yard touchdown and won my first touchdown bet, hopefully. Um, and uh, other than that, I think, yeah, the possibility of kneel downs would be brutal if let's say he was at three rushing yards or like, you know, and just like lost one on a kneel down. So yeah, no, I'm not, not, I'm not, I'm not touching that. Sounds good. Alrighty. I think we Gucci here. I appreciate everybody tuning into the live stream and on the recording version, we'll put this up on the podcast version. So thank you. Like subscribe, do all of those things on the YouTube video. And also if you're watching right now or listening on the podcast, you want to leave a subscribe. That's great. And if you want to leave a review before the Super Bowl starts on Sunday, if you leave a review on there and you screenshot it to me, send it to me an email, send it to me on Twitter, super draft, a fantasy sports platform is going to give away 20 tickets for free to their entry with a lot of dollar risk five to six figures to first place in some of their contests. They're going to give 20 tickets away right now. Only like 25 people have put in for that contest. So there's still, I mean, a pretty damn decent chance that you'll get a ticket. All you got to do is screenshot. It takes 30 seconds. As I'm talking, you can leave the review five stars on the Apple store or Stitcher, depending on your device. And yeah, you screenshot it to me, send it to me on Twitter at salvage DFS. That's all I got. Thank you. Dylan at sports bird on sports underscore bird bird spelled B U R D on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for joining us today, Dylan. Enjoy the Super Bowl, sir. And thanks for coming on. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love talking about props. So it was great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Best of luck. Enjoy the Super Bowl for the rest of the content for this week. I will have I'll be live on Friday, depending on when you're watching this at 4 p.m. for NBA. We'll have some NBA content on Saturday and then I will be live twice on Sunday. Maybe Dylan will hop back on, but I'll be live on Sunday talking DFS around noon to noon to one. And then around 2.30, I'm going to come on and just do a hangout with some of my buddies. We'll be taking questions from the chat, talking Super Bowl props. See if Dylan wants to get in on that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you all in the next one.